This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. All right, college football playoffs spit out another round of fake rankings, and there was a change at the top. We will talk about that and more. Chip Patterson joins us. Cover 3 podcast, and I, I did not listen live. Because I know you guys went on live right after Duke and Michigan State were done wrapping up because I heard you when I was listening this morning uh, intro the podcast, Duke beat Kansas, uh, rather Duke beat Michigan State, and Tom Fornelli was like, why are we talking about this? Because Tom doesn't have a sense of humor, Chip. Uh, So let's start with the rankings. And I'm not surprised that Georgia is number one because it doesn't make a difference who they played in the non-conference. They were just waiting for the right time to do it. And when you win back-to-back games over Missouri, who's obviously good, and Ole Miss, who is obviously good, especially in the manner in which they destroyed Ole Miss, uh, it was an easy move for them to put them at the top. Were you surprised at all? No, I thought it was going to happen last week. Um, I've been, I just think that Georgia has really started to hit its best form here late in the season. It's gotten healthier along the offensive line. We saw Brock Bowers return uh, in that win against Ole Miss. We've seen Carson Beck, who was, you know, sort of feeling his way through the season early in the season. We've seen him play some of his best football uh, here. The run game's picking up. And the defense is not the defense of the title winning teams of 2021 and 2022. But we're still talking about, a group that, like, for example, let's let's go strength on strength, weakness on weakness. Uh, Georgia's defense or Ohio State's offense, right? Like, I think you've got more confidence in Georgia's defense than you do in Kyle McCord and Ohio State's offense. The Buckeyes being number one right. when they started this process made total sense because they had wins that no one else did. But now we're starting to see Georgia pick up some wins that right. it did not have. We're starting to see even Michigan – finally getting its first win of significance. Heck, we're starting to see Washington put together a really good resume uh, at this point with its collection of ranked wins. So the Buckeyes were the number one to start this thing, but I think that now it's come time for splitting hairs. I understand why Georgia, given the performances of the last two weeks, took over the top spot. All right, so I'll go right down to number five here because how many games against ranked opponents – does Washington need to have before they get into the top four? Arizona is what? 17th. Oregon is sixth. Utah is, where's Utah? 22nd. Southern Cal fell out. So I get it. Uh, But nobody uh, doesn't think that's not a good win. So three wins against teams in the top, what, 22 of the uh, college football playoff ranking plus USC and still fifth. What gives? Yeah. I've got to think that two things stand out. Number one, because the comparison you're offering is Florida State, right? Which has LSU. Yeah. And that that, that is all LSU has to be able to try it out there. The ACC's other team in the rankings, North Carolina, Florida State hasn't played them, not scheduled to play them. Louisville. The other Louisville. Yeah. And Louisville, not again, not on the schedule, not scheduled to play them. Uh, That could change in Coral Gables or at Miami Gardens. Excuse me. Get your dateline right. But I think that two things stand out about Washington in comparison to Florida State. Number one would be I think Florida State is more balanced. 
I don't think that Florida State's offense is as good as Washington's offense led by Michael Penix, but I think it's really, really good. And then I think that Washington's defense is a liability, while Florida State's defense has weaknesses, but the full uh, set of data from everything they've done this year uh, still shows a, a pretty good unit. So Washington not as balanced as Florida State. Then this is the second thing. I think the committee saw Washington after the Oregon win, and they imagined what Washington would look like right. given the quality of that win. I mean, think about the way that this committee really likes the Oregon Ducks. Now Washington goes out, and they just start playing with their food. And look, the Arizona win looks so much better right now yeah. than it did at the time, but at the time it was a red flag. Arizona State, that is a red flag result. I mean, they could not get the ball in the end zone, right. and we're talking about what's supposed to be one of the best offenses in the country. So I think that as Washington has had all these you know close wins all in a row and the defense has looked a little bit weak, that that's got to be what it comes down to because if we are going strictly resume, Washington's resume is not only better than Florida State's, Washington's resume is better than Michigan's. And Georgia's and Ohio's. It's better than everybody's if we're just going by resume. And I would and I I you make great points when we talk about there's a lot of way there's a lot of things that they have to consider or that they are willing to consider. And I don't think I've always argued that when the BCS, if we go, if we can remember back that far, when they took out data, right? That when the BCS started, they had all of these metrics that they were looking at, computer polls, that all these things in there. And then because the coaches like to play these games with everybody, well, I don't even understand the system. Of course you do. You just go out, you play the best teams you can find, you go out, you win the games. Whoever has the best record against the best schedule is probably going to be uh, in the Bowl Championship Series, you know, National Championship game. Uh, but they pretended. So then the the BCS committee, if you will, they reacted to that by saying, all right, let's just make it easier. We're just going to use these two polls plus a bunch of the computer polls, and we're basically going to take an average, which was dumb. They should have used more data. Having said that, there is something to be said for simply winning the game. <laughs> and because it doesn't matter at the end of the playoff. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. And that's when it's time for my 401k survival Oh, oh look box at that. Set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I don't care if one team had better looking, uh, you know, metrics. I, all I need to know is what happened on the scoreboard. So you could have a much better offense and a much better defense and your special team stinks and all of a sudden you lose or fluky things happen and you lose. I, it just doesn't matter, but I I do understand that we're trying to select teams uh, to go play, and I and even though I kind of I think we put too much weight on the uh, the analytics, I understand it. I just don't necessarily uh, agree with it. But I do think that if Washington wins 
their next two, and then, well, if they win the Pac-12, there's no chance they're not going with the with the resume that they'll have. Right. But let me ask you about Florida State. Is there a chance that Florida State's 13-0 and and not in the playoff? It's the disaster chance. Like, the do you have you already gamed it out? I mean, I've thought about it. I've thought about a two-loss or a three-loss Louisville team uh, or North well, North Carolina can't afford any more losses. So uh, a three-loss Louisville team that uh, loses to Florida, that Florida State beats but doesn't beat convincing, and Ohio State-Michigan is a classic, and that's that. Or Alabama beats Georgia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's how it goes. All right. <clears throat> The disaster scenario is, and, and this is my starting point, and Jerry Palm almost jumped through technology and ripped my head off when I said this on CBS Sports. <laughs> hey, Network. anytime we get Jerry Palm worked up, I'm here, I'm, I'm here for that. I said, and I do think, I don't know if I believe, but I think that if Georgia shows up to Atlanta 12-0 and and Alabama is 11-1 and right. and Alabama – Beats Georgia, both of those teams are in the college football playoff. And now you start to say, but what about Texas and the head to head? Just we all we have to do is pick the best teams. That, right. that, we've laid out a couple of things that you know, should matter, and we can latch onto this, that, or the other. Head to head's one of them, but conference championships is one of them too. So Alabama would be able to say it beat Georgia. I, I think they would both go. So if Michigan is 13-0, and 0, no, well, shoot, you got to put them in. Or Ohio State, pick either one of them. They're, obviously, they cannot both be. Right. If Washington is 13-0 and 0 and Florida State's 13-0, that's five teams for four spots. And I, again, my starting point is, if Georgia's 12-0, if Alabama's 11-1, and if Alabama beats Georgia in Atlanta, they're both going. So then what happens? 11-1 Ohio State gets screwed. One loss Texas potentially gets screwed. And maybe, just maybe, Florida State ends up getting screwed too. The best sign for the Seminoles is that they haven't gotten jumped in either of the last two weeks where I do think that there is a resume on paper argument to maybe move Washington up. But this committee, and, and remember, every committee is a little bit different. Right. This committee likes Florida State. And that's, that's the best thing they've got going for it. Thank you, Boo. sorry i just that that right there made me laugh um i don't put any stock into what the committee has done to this date there are very few things i believe to be uh on the up and up when it comes to college sports i believe the names of the teams matter i believe if you gave uh georgia washington's resume they would have already been number one. Um, I could be wrong, but I believe that to be true. I believe the team's names matter. That's what I'm saying. like, because Jerry, and I I love Jerry, but he shot back at me. He was like, well, in that scenario, you know, Alabama and Georgia could both miss it. And I was like, no, there is no no (laughs) way that you're going to tell me that you're going to hold a national championship tasked with picking the four best teams and the two-time reigning champion and the GOAT are both going to get left out. They've played for the national championship against each other right. twice in the last six years. 
Yeah. No, this I'm with you. Would be a valid competition for the best team in college football. <laughs> Again, in this scenario right. where Georgia's 12 and 0, Alabama's 11 and 1, and Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. That is, that's what I'm all starting with. That's the chaos yeah. scenario. Now, yeah. what helps the chaos scenario? Texas loses at Iowa State this weekend. Washington loses at Oregon State this weekend. I mean, there are so many roadblocks. And that's a losable game, by the way, for Washington. Oregon State uh, is very good. Right. The Beavers are favored by two and a half. How about that? I know. How about that? Um, but here's the here just just to finish the point is that one thing I do believe is that I think they start from scratch every week. Uh, it 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 would be foolish not to. It would be literally foolish to not start over. They they don't have that much to do, right? They just don't. It would be dumb to at least to to not do what you say you do and start over. I do believe they start over, but I also believe that the names of the teams uh, definitely do matter. Let me uh, just moving on from all of this. By the way, Georgia's got. Uh, road games at Tennessee and Georgia Tech left. Uh, Tennessee, who obviously isn't as good uh, as uh, they think or they hoped, whatever, Georgia should win that game. Georgia Tech, they should win that game. And then Alabama. Georgia will have earned their spot as the number one seed if they uh, cruise through that or just win through that. Uh, Ohio State has Minnesota and at Michigan left. Gosh, I wish the Big Ten was good. Like, Penn State's fine. I got no problem with Penn State. Ohio State and Michigan are clearly elite. The rest of the conference is terrible. How come we don't talk about that, Chip? Why do we we blast and diminish the ACC when that league is a fraud? It's a fraud from right, right below Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State. I'll give Penn State credit. But they've got 14 teams in that league, and ain't none of them from four on down worth anything. Why? You know, wait, did I already tell you this, that that's my theory of why the Big Ten expanded? That the Big Ten... They need teams. Its, they need good football teams. Yeah, the, the Big Ten with its new television contract is putting them on CBS, yeah. putting them on NBC. Peacock. And they saw, right. they saw how many times Maryland was going to have to play on NBC, and they said, <laughs> nope. Ah, uh, uh, no, 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 no. That's right. Go get, go get Oregon. Go get Washington and add him to the mix because... This is way too much Maryland, Illinois on national television, okay? We are asking people across – like the Big Ten's whole pitch is we are on the big networks that you, your uncle, your grandma, anybody can just flip it on and be able to find Big Ten football to associate Big Ten football with college football with the widest umbrella that you can toss. And they saw that – Maryland against Illinois was going to be in the 330 slot on Saturday. And they said, uh-uh, not going to do this anymore. No, you're not off. And look, Iowa, 8-2, and two, when we God. were laughing about that team. Like, yeah, they have been the cream uh, that has risen to the top uh, there in the Big Ten. That's West. not cream. That's just, that's not cream. It's, they, they, they're... It, it is because that is churned butter, all right? I'm not going to infringe on Wisconsin's territory here, but look, Wisconsin's down. Wisconsin is down. Uh, I, I'm, ultimately, over time, I'm going to be right. Wisconsin's always been a fraud. They've had great offensive lines and good running games, but Wisconsin's always been a fraud. They've just been a fraud on that side of the Big Ten, which hasn't had any good football uh, in a long time. They've had good football players. Right, just, and, just and not honestly, good football teams. 
and especially like from the aesthetics of it, they just don't have any good quarterback play. They don't have dynamic offenses and they do in classic big 10 fashion have like Illinois still has a somewhat salty defensive line. Johnny Newton is a player at defensive tackle. Who's going to be in the NFL draft. You know, you can, you can start to single out reasons why, um, you know, the big 10 is both struggling on offense, but then also some of it should be a credit to the defense, but it's a bad it's a bad side, you know. I mean, we're talking about the, um, you know, when when people used to say like, "What's the worst division in college football?" Back when everyone had divisions, right? Big Ten West twenty twenty three would certainly have a good argument. My gosh, it's so bad. By the way, they are expecting an offensive uh, explosion in Illinois at Iowa. the uh, The total is thirty and a half right now. The total closed last week at twenty eight. Yeah, that game shouldn't be played. It should not be played. Uh, Sounds like you don't appreciate the history of the sport. No, I don't. Uh, (laughs) Chip, I do to an extent. I do until it makes my eyes bleed. Chip Patterson is joining us. Cover 3 podcast, as always, on a Wednesday. All right. uh, Final thing for for us. Um, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Michigan State, Northwestern, San Diego State, Boise State. Those are six jobs right now that are open. It's easy to say A&M is the best job because they're going to pay the most money. What's the best job of that six? Oh, A&M by far. Yeah. And and that's Texas A&M has an issue where its resources and its fan support do not match at all with its history. No conference title since 1998, no Mm. national championship since 1939. This is a search where this could be an amazing job. For a coach like UTSA's Jeff Trailer, deep, deep Texas ties, great charisma, personality. He could play a little politician to work all sure. the different factions in the booster world. But if they are just so set on a rock star hire and backing up the Brinks truck, you're going to make the same mistake that everyone made. I mean, look, Bear Bryant didn't win a national championship at Texas A&M. Gene Stallings did not win a national championship right. at Texas A&M. That has been A&M's thing is to just throw everything at these title-winning coaches, and Jimbo Fisher adds his name to that list. The expectations game is very, very difficult, but compared to the jobs that are open right now at this moment, yes, it is still the best job because of where you are, what you can do to recruit, the resources that you have, um, it's it's better than anything that's open right now. Reveille, they have the the dog, right? The collie. I mean, listen, it would be, <laughs> it would be. Can they hire a cat lover? Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. 
And with Dutch Boy's easy opening, smooth pouring container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. It, it would be such an experience to take that job and be asked to ingratiate yourself with all the who's and the twos and the ah and the tradition like i i don't know if i've got <laughs> that in me to be able to jump in on like for example the another job that is rumored to be open um like, could you imagine Chip Kelly trying to go to Texas A&M no, no 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 like so seriously close to home is mike elko a good fit there we not, by Dan Lanning isn't isn't taking that job. He's not leaving Oregon for for A and M. Oregon's a better job, in my opinion, than Texas A and M. Not to mention the path to uh, potentially winning the Big Ten is easier, believe it or not, than the path to winning the SEC at Texas A and M. Um, but what about Mike Elko? That depends on his takeaways from being in the belly of the beast. No one knows. And I'm not trying to cop out. That's that's where nobody knows better right. than Mike Elko about what it can be like inside of that program and what you have to deal with. It, it might be that, you know, Mike Elko's very, very smart. He might have a list of all the things Jimbo did wrong, right? Right. You know, he he might have the he might have the plan to unlock it all. But I would also think that, you know, based on my experience on the outside. You might also come out of that with a long list of reasons why you would not take the job and why you would stay at a place where you have just like such enthusiasm and support from leadership and administration right now. Mm -hmm. Don't I, I? I don't know. We'll see. There, he can. He knows better than anybody. I would assume that he he has a long list of of experiences that could let him know whether it is or is not a good fit for him. My hunch is that the way that things are going and with the support that he has in Durham, it's going to take a different job. I'm not going to say like better or worse, but it's going to take a different job um, for him to trade all that in, especially after only year two. And by the way, I do think that's a Dan Lanning part of this. Dan Lanning gets this in five years, an offer from Texas A&M, and he's gone through, let's say, made a couple playoff appearances, right. maybe made it all the way to the semifinals, and his kids are a little bit older. Then yeah, maybe he's ready to up and move. I think Oregon's a better job than A and M. I'm not saying that Dan Lanning will never leave Oregon. I think at some point he probably will, but I think he's got a better job. I don't. I I think A and M, in spite of their inflated egos, I think A and M's a step down from Oregon. I think Oregon could be one of the players, legit players in the Big Ten. Like they've got Nike money's good too. It's not oil baron money, but Nike money's pretty good. Last I checked. So I don't I, know what the stock price is today, but. You, you're you still, you really got to have good recruiting chops yeah. to get them up to Eugene. And oh. it's a little bit easier. I mean, <laughs> that's another conversation for another time. Like, how much do you want to be in College Station? But, you know, I'm, <laughs> each his own. We can ask Mike Elko that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, everybody, everybody's got their own uh, opinions on that, and that's fine. But he's, an, he's a Jersey is, boy. God, what, why would he go there? It is a little bit more difficult um, from a recruiting standpoint 
And that would be like you're asking, let's we're gaming this out. Five years down the line, Landing's boy three boys are a little bit more grown. He doesn't he feels like uprooting the family isn't gonna be as catastrophic right. and he's not gonna be turning in a great opportunity. Um, you know, that's that's where he would be thinking, all right. I've been just, you know, having to bust my tail and work the NIL game trying to get these kids to Eugene. I could go into Louisiana. I could stay in Texas. I, I could just, I could get anybody to be able to uh, to come there. So we'll see. He'll, he'll I, replace I, I, he'll replace uh, Nick Saban at Alabama. See, that's a job you take. You leave that, Oregon for that, right? Does yeah. James Franklin get out of town? I don't. Know. I, I I think I think James. James is kind of under the radar at Penn State, man. It's just he might have the best coaching life in the entire country. I don't. I do. I do not think he is under the radar at Penn State. I think that man has the thumb on top of him right now. For oh, when really? we started, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they. That's why he fired his offensive coordinator. That was red. Oh, meat. that's right. They just did that. They did, yeah, I yeah. That was that. red meat for the savages yeah. because it was like. They are now looking at record versus top 10 opponents, record versus Ohio State and Michigan. Like All of these are starting to stack up. On a one hand, maybe it's even a Texas A&M example. It's like, who know who you are, but just like Texas yeah. A&M, the passion there does not expect you to just be able to say, yeah, I know who we are. And James Franklin's ability to bring 10-win seasons year in and year out, I don't know if it go, is as appreciated. And so... We'll see how crazy this coaching carousel gets, but um, all right, we'll see. We'll right. see. Interesting. Very interesting. As uh, a look, Penn what? State opening up is different when we start to talk about our friend in Durham. Of, Penn of, on hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. If, you are, if you are a Northeast person, oh, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the holy grail, that, uh, that gig. Uh, I mean, New New Jersey, nah, man, that is uh, that is New York, New Jersey territory right there. Chip Patterson, uh, you are the best, my friend. I appreciate your time. Sounds good. Y'all be well. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.